I'm in love with Lauren. It's time to Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. This is a Neighbite, a shorter version of the Neighbours Recap Podcast. When something crops up during the week that grabs our attention and we can't look away and we have to... We have to pause our regularly scheduled programming to jump in and analyse. And look, there's not... I'm Vaya, hello, and I uh, have a guest I'll introduce in a second. I And I sound like Madge because I've got a head cold and a migraine and I feel like the last few days have been a fever dream. But what's happened is there's not much that brings me joy in this world anymore with our government, with world politics, the state of the world and bigotry online and hate speech and it's awful so I look to tv characters that have sexual tension to bring me happiness and neighbors did something quite incredible this week they gave me the gift of reigniting one of my favorite storylines of 2017 which was Ned having a crack at his stepmother I thought you dealt with your feelings for Lauren yeah I had but being around her in Queensland seeing her every day Oh, God, I know it's wrong, but she's Dad's wife. I have a guest today. It's Beck Beckdahl from Chicks Talking Footy from Joy FM. How are you, Beck? I'm good. I'm excited to be back for such an auspicious storyline too. And thanks for putting up with me. I'm a hot mess. I uh, We have to discuss some events that took place this week. Uh, they kicked off Wednesday night. They culminated in a fruit salad of an episode on Thursday Thursday was possibly, I reckon, one of the best episodes <laughs> I've ever watched. If we take out, like, Scott and Charlene's wedding, it's up there. And Josh getting uh, squished by the, po- oh, the yeah, pole that, and, yeah. yeah, and the eclipse. There's a few goodies that stick out. Okay, there was a few good ones, yeah. But this was a cracker. Uh, and because I don't have – I've got Madge voice, I can't talk much, but did I dream it? Did Ned say he loved Lauren still and then she shared – that they had some kind of moment? I loved it. That is what happened, Vay. It was not a dream. It was not a dream. And look, some of the Neighbours regulars, I'm not going to name names, uh, aren't as into this situation as I am. So I've kicked oh. So I've given them the boot this weekend. No, I haven't. Uh, but I, I, just, I just didn't think we'd ever get it back. Actually, to be quite honest, I'd forgotten about it. Like I thought, oh, it's just gone away. They're up in Queensland doing whatever they do. And then all of a sudden, because I was thinking, why is Ned back? What's going to happen? Where's this going to go? Same. I kind of thought I had my joy and that's all I was allowed to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, get- but no. I'm not getting any more. And then he just, he confesses to his ex-stepmother to Rage Willis that he's into his current stepmother, Lauren Willis. I just couldn't think straight, you know. She was everywhere, even at work. A cafe is right next door. I actually made a noise out loud when he said it. I was cooking my dinner and I had it on in the background. And then I was like, did he just say that? And I went, oh, at the telly. Because I was like, oh, God, it's back. Nedrin. Is that their name, Nedrin? Yeah, we often go with Noz because of Ned and Loz. Oh, yeah, Noz. But the the funny thing is, obviously I don't want them to be a couple because that's ludicrous. But I just love the little back and forth, the the frisson and the will they won't they and the time last year when she he dropped his towel when he was she was he was putting up the washing, just stuff like that. 
Well, much like you, Vaya, I am a fan of the Erst, the unresolved <laughs> sexual tension, and I reckon this is Erst at its highest level. So good, except for one thing. Like I, I was really grateful to neighbours for giving me this gift, except for the fact that they had to plant to rage sitting there in the middle of it. I was about to say that. Was I the only one that actually thought her involvement in the whole thing was a bit freaking weird? Like the workaholic suddenly has time in her day to just sit around and hash it out. But why did she not go, I'll just go into the kitchen or (laughs) any other thing? I'll go feed the cat. Or why didn't they move? It was, I felt a little bit robbed. Like it was just, this gift was right there, but I couldn't unwrap it. But then also I may be looking into this a bit too much, which I do, but I kind of couldn't get my head around the dynamic of, his ex step like to rage going I know what I'll do I'll call Loz and just get her back like I thought that was odd yeah Lauren's a small business owner she runs a cafe on the Gold Coast right opposite Ned's tattoo shop I mean really they could have looked a bit further afield for the real estate options but that's fine she's dropped everything hopped on a plane a two-hour flight not including transfers on the ground correct to get to, I don't know if she's on the Gold Coast or Brisbane, but it'll be at least half an hour to the nearest airport, 45 minutes. Same with the Melbourne airport situation. And then didn't even have an overnight bag from what I could see. No. But just in she comes and is ready to have it out. And then Tarage corners her and Lauren confesses. This this bit I actually saw in a spoiler, like in a, in a teaser that 10Play had on their website Okay, look, a while back, we were in Ned's shop and we were um, looking through some designs and we were alone and there was a spark. And I nearly, I couldn't function for the rest of, I couldn't do any work for the rest of the day. I couldn't cope. But then I was kind of thinking, like, what happened in the phone conversation between Therese and Lauren? Because... (laughs) I don't think Lauren knew when she arrived what she was coming into. Did Therese just go, oh, I've got a situation with Ned. You better come. Like I couldn't I couldn't work out what was her hook to get Laws down there. She's probably just used Piper like they all have lately. Oh, just yeah. pipes. Just pipes is off the rails. Come and help me. But no one gave two shits about Piper. No, no one ever does. Not when she was away at sea. No. Not now. But this you can come back for. I have... A thousand questions that I can't voice about what the hell happened in that tattoo studio. Oh, what the freaking hell happened? I want to know more. I was actually hoping we would get like a flashback oh. where, where like a Vaseline around the camera kind of, you know, <laughs> fuzzy thing. But no, and Ned would be topless in my vision yeah. of what happened. Obviously, obviously. And they're looking at designs and she's an artist and he's an artist. Oh, I also enjoyed the little kind of thing where Therese was like, I couldn't quite, again, this was mental gymnastics for me, but like Brad cheated on me with you, so I don't want him to cheat on you with his son. That was a bit much for me. And when Lauren said, I can't, I can't tell Brad about it because of who Ned is, because it's his son. I'm like, well, that's not an, that doesn't fly, but okay. But then I, again, I was thinking like, poor dumb drab like when 
when she gets back there and tells him, what's he going to do? And then Ned was like, why don't I give him a buzz while you're on the plane? And I thought, that's not a good idea. So in in Drab's poor little world, his wife's just jumped on a two-hour flight back in one day to do and something. Again, what she said to him. Yeah, got to go. What, does he think she's at the cafe baking muffins? She had to – she had an order. She had to go up the Sunshine Coast or something. There's a lot of – I mean, she is lucky Drab is dumb as a box of hammers because he probably wouldn't have even noticed she was gone. I did notice that friend of the show, Ben Hall, liked a couple of my tweets, but one mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. where I mentioned that I was really Jack of Tarage muscling in on all these scenes. He liked that one. So I have the feeling maybe the char- the actors themselves would have preferred a little one-on-one time without yep. – the, the queen in the room. bit less Elmer Lockley. <laughs> I also enjoyed the bit where he said, oh, I'll move out straight away. And then Therese said, oh, you can stay here. And he goes, oh, I'm a bit strapped for cash. I was like, well, where were you going to move out before that? <laughs> like, and also, what are you going to pay Therese? Like, I, I just, the logistics of this whole situation are stressing me out. And to top it all off, he's got a casual job at, whatever, Anson's Corner Tattoo Parlour. And then Therese is like, you can come and work as a porter at the hotel. Yeah. Don't be... Well, it's, it's probably that job that Leo was doing when he was demoted. Or um, uh, uh, Steve Brax's son. Oh, yeah, Nick Brax's underwear model. So I just don't... Why does she need to get involved with his employment as well as his lodgings? He's... She really does like to stick her nose in, doesn't she? She's like, here's my plaything now, Loz. Get yourself back to the Goldie. Well, then there was this part of me that was like, please don't let Nan and Therese have a moment. Like, my mind went into a weird place. Okay, yeah, I don't... I'm not ready for that. I'm not... Yeah. I don't know what... I, I wasn't ready for anything this week, let alone no. that storyline interspersed with Toadie getting a DNA test for his surprise... Love Child. Yes. Which fun wasn't as exciting to me as what we've just discussed. No, that, that was boring. And a fallout f- from Ellie and Detmec Lock and Lips again. I loved that. Yes. And a dance a thon. Just, oh, ca- <laughs> just a casual footpath dance a thon. I've got so many thoughts about the dance a thon. Um, well, I'll get you to give us the headlines because I've, I still feel like I'm in a fever dream. So. Firstly, you are our legal eagle because you're the only lawyer we know here at Neighbours. Yeah, that's one. That's one, yeah. Can you please cover off some of the dot points from starting from Cindy arriving with a small child on the Rebecca doorstep and saying, ta-da, this is your spawn from Fake D? Now, some of this I cannot even get my head around as a lawyer, let alone a human. Like, <laughs> Cindy, I've written actually a note that says, I won't swear, Vaya, but it says F off, Cindy. Yeah. Like, why must you be involved? She literally found a baby in a house, (laughs) in an empty house, and just took it on a plane. What I didn't get is it took till about the third episode she was there for someone to go, maybe we should call DHS. Yeah. Call literally anyone that's not a mate. Call Someone that can witness an official document, call that person and have them come and look after the child. Wouldn't you go to the police even, a hospital, DHS? Like I could think about five people before Toad. 
before, even if you're going to the airport to get from Perth to Melbourne, stop someone at the airport and say, hey, I've got a situation here with this baby. I had a note about that. I would very much like to know how she got him on the plane. Yeah, she wouldn't have had ID documents. No, and I've got friends who have different last names to their children because, you know, they're not married or whatever it might be, and they have trouble getting on the plane. So tell me how bloody Cindy bloody Watts got on the plane with poor Hugo. I just, I mean, I guess, I guess you don't, in domestic flights, you don't need to really check in. You can check in online and then just head on into the boarding gates. But I guess they still look at your passport before you hop on, don't they? Yeah, they probably went on Tiger where, like, if you get (laughs) the bonus, they probably didn't really care. (laughs) What's the next sort of legal question we have after that point? I have a question, which was, this wasn't on Thursday, but when, I think it was on Tuesday when everyone decided that maybe a DNA test was a good idea, and Willow goes, oh, should I just pop down to the chemist and get one? Yeah. That kid is too well-versed in DNA testing. This ain't her first rodeo. That's right. I was like, oh, my God, how should you even know that? Can you just get a random child's DNA? You can get them on the internet. Like, they're not official, but lots of you can buy kits on the internet. Okay. Because you just have to do a swab of their mouth. Oh, yeah, the scrape, scrape, scrape game. Yeah, exactly. We know that well. And I was looking this up just before, and... It says that if you, because I was thinking, oh, if they don't have Andrea's DNA or D, whatever, I'm still not convinced about who that is. <laughs> I don't is. know who that person is anymore. Another story for <laughs> Madeline West. It says you can still do it, but it's not as accurate. So I was like, oh, there's still a question there. But then they called DHS, and the legal path I couldn't quite follow was. If you want a DNA test in the family court, you can't just get a DNA test apropos of nothing. Okay. It has to be connected to something else. So either it's a child support dispute or you're wanting to spend time with the kid or which I told you about the other week, Bay, lives with and spends time with. Yes. You're good on that now. And now I flinch every time I hear someone say custody on TV. Correct. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> So it has to be connected with something else. So I thought, well, they probably haven't gone to the family court because I suspect Tony's not rocking up there saying, I want this kid to live with me or whatever. No, he just wants to find out if it's his. Yeah, so the only thing I can work out is that they may have gone to the children's court. So that's the court that deals with sort of when kids get taken off their parents effectively. Ah. Now, what I what I couldn't work, because it's not my specific area, I tried to do a little bit of research just before into whether they actually have the jurisdiction to grant a DNA test without the other parent's permission, but I couldn't get to the bottom of it. So... I hate to say this, but I think maybe Neighbours is not completely accurate on their legal (laughs) ways. I was just more concerned that no one was asking Cindy if she was a kidnapper. Well, there's that too, isn't it? she's just like, oh, Andrea left a note saying, I don't want my kid. So, bye. But also, like, why was Cindy just thinking it was a good idea to rack off with a kid? To call Toadie over. Obviously, I mean, we can show Paris. Why can't we show Perth? Well, that's right. I would have thought it was pretty easy. Um, what I did love, though, was bloody Ryan Maloney, some excellent acting in some of those scenes when he was tearing up. That Maybe they've got a deal. They're like, you can give us whatever ceramic pig storylines you want, but if I want to be on this show for another 10 years, you got to give me some meat, some real meaty stuff. And he's had some meat. Yeah. Beautiful baby casting as well. Friend of a friend of a friend's son. 
Uh, I know that child from Instagram. He's adorable. and He is adorbs. Adorbs. Beautiful Rebecca casting. But um, I would have been more shocked if they hadn't conceived a child from their one role in the hay, which was actually, which would would you class that as sexual assault? Because she was deceiving him about her identity? Well, look, that's a whole other can of worms. I'm not a criminal lawyer, but I've got some questions around what happened that day, that's for sure. Yeah, and I've watched 19 seasons of SVU. so oh, I f- you know more than me. I feel qualified. She's very culpable because she lied to him about her identity in order it's and then questionable. Sed- seduced him. So that is, I feel like that is an assault and there should be more questions asked there. Can I tell you one of my favourite lines associated with the Hugo storyline was when yes. – Puffy came around and Tony was telling him what happened. And then Tony went back to uh, Puffy went back to Dippy and said, Tony's in a bit of a hole. And I was just laughing. I was thinking of Toad in a hole, like the egg with the uh, of all Of all the times to use that line. I know. This is not the time for that. I know. Because I was like, on one hand, I was thinking of egg in toast, but then also I was thinking a bit more inappropriately about toads in holes and how he got himself in that yeah. situation. Yeah, toad in a hole indeed. And I was a little bit – look, I, th- I thought the internet was a bit hard on Sonia. They're like, come on, he supported you when you wanted to have a baby with Dick Cop. Why can't you support him? Like, mate, she's had, she's had it up to here. And that's a completely different scenario. Yeah, and she's on the wagon, precariously balancing on the wagon – and she just wants a hot minute in the Mineral Springs at Dalesford to get her head around this, and I think fair enough. What's your guess? My guess is that it's not going to be Toadies, but he and oh. Andrea will raise it as their own. He and Sonia? Sonia. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if they did that, it would be Willow Part 2 because that's what oh, Willow yeah, was going to be. Three. So I feel like it is going to be his. I think either way, Sonia will come around. Yeah. And it, it means they get to fast forward and not have to do pregnancy storylines and just get instant baby. They should have done the pregnancy storyline when she was actually pregnant in real life. Yeah, but maybe they couldn't time it to the right. I don't know. what they, mm. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, because then they would have avoided all those extra handbags the wardrobe department would have had to purchase. Correct. To put in front of Sonia. My final bit of joy was that piece of piece dance-a-thon <gasps> on, on the gravel walkway outside the complex how good was it it was so good for about 25 reasons i've got and three top ones yeah okay yeah no, you get, hit me with one of your top reasons okay one of my top reasons i literally wrote a note that said is amy high yeah she was off chops and they already think she's an alcoholic and now she's acting like she's off her tits. It and was no one... so good. I mean, when she shat herself on Friday, that was yeah. the best. But I I wasn't there for that, but I was there for the leotard and everything else that went along with it and the fact that she was pretty much grinding up against Detective Mechanic. I was going to say, there was this manoeuvre at the end of one scene where she basically mounted Mark and I just thought, <sighs> oh, there but for the grace of God, go on. Yeah, take, you take your opportunities, Amy. When opportunity yeah, exactly. knocks, you walk through that door. And my favourite aspect of the whole thing was that I think the third AD, which is in showbiz talks, is mm-hmm. the, third, the third assistant director, usually controls the extras. And, you know, that poor person usually has a hell of a time because yeah. extras are really tedious and annoying people and they all want to be stars except for a few good ones that can just do the job. 
and he or she's trying to do 12 different things and someone's yelling in their ear and he, they're yelling in other people's ears and they've just got to get people moving through the scene. And I think somewhere along the line, all the extras got told to dance as if it was the dance-a-thon, but they were still in warm-up mode and the music wasn't on yet. So there was a, there was a good couple of scenes where the extras were all jiggling to nothing. It was weird. I really loved it. I really loved whatever the hell that was. One of the other things I loved is like I as I told you last time I was on, I've been a Mark Brennan yeah. fan back before it was cool. Like I've sure. always been besotted with him. But to see him dressed as a 1980s <laughs> groomsman was just like all he needed was a cummerbund. And he still hasn't and he shaved, which I really need him I need him to sort that out. Oh, I need him to sort it out because I can't handle the fact that I'm into it. So he needs to. It needs to go. It needs to go. <laughs> I'm so into it. As a as a side note, I've just been watching the neighbors people yep. get ready for the Logies, Australian Television's Night of Nights. Stefan Dennis has this kind of five o'clock shadow, and I found myself being oddly attracted to you him. Serious. Oh my god! I better I better forward that immediately to CJ. I was going to say you'll yeah. have to tell CJ she'll go nuts. So we should wrap it up because we do have to go watch. We'll live yes. tweet television's light of night of nights. Correct. Another favorite thing each about the danceathon: the fact that um, there was a random butler there to give Paul and Ellie silent <laughs> disco headphones. Yes, that was brilliant. And nobody else. So just that. But that actually played into my other favorite thing, which was just Paul and Ellie generally. Yeah. It was, I love those moments where they suddenly go, oh, characters that don't normally interact. You will be in a scene together. I loved it. I really, I enjoyed their dynamic and I would actually support that going further. Yeah, you're right. It was a, it was a near perfect episode. What they needed to have done was get to Rage to bring Lauren over and then head on over to that dance-a-thon. Yes. Grab someone she's not usually in scenes with. Yes. Um, maybe um, there's no other Brennans left, but someone, Cassius, I know Piper was with him. She could have done some girl-girl dancing with um, Chloe. Yeah, lovely, lovely. And then Chloe wasn't there. Because Ned and Loz essentially wrapped up their storyline by Loz snapping and going, you've got to get over it. It was nothing. Hey, Lauren, whatever I feel for you, I will get over it. Good. You deserve happiness, Ned. And he's like, yep, fine, done, bye. And then he gave her a bit of an arm touch and then see you later. And then by the next day he was giving love advice to Piper. Like, what, are you over this now after over a year? I think there's more to come. There's got to be. This can't be it because there's got to be the fallout of Lauren telling Drab. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not okay. And uh, no. it's, look, um, revisit the episodes of Neighbours from January to April last year where all of this was going down and you'll see, yeah, it's just, I can't even believe it happened again. I know, I know. It's exciting times. Exciting times. Um, we haven't even touched on Evil Finn and Cassius, so there is much excitement to come. Um, Evil Millsy, by the way, I'm going to go see him if I'm better in a few days. I'm going to go to the theatre and see him in Puffs, the musical. Oh, yes, Harry Potter. So uh, watch this space. I'll report back on Evil Millsy IRL. Excellent, excellent. Well, Beck, thank you for voicing a lot of what I couldn't. <laughs> Literally. Yep. 
and for having my back on the old Noz Nedron train. Oh, I am here for it. I am here for it. <laughs> and where can people hear more of your podcast and, and radio show? Chicks Talking Footy on Joy 94.9 every Wednesday night or via podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. You don't have to like footy. I think we're a good gateway drug to footy. Yeah, same with us and, and Neighbours. The people yeah. that don't watch Neighbours can still listen to us. Uh, hopefully I'll be back with a voice next weekend with Kate and CJ and we'll chat to you soon, Back, Thank you. Bye. What is this about? Ed, could have just as easily have called your dad. I left because I couldn't handle being around you anymore, Lauren. I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs>